Welcome back to another episode of the Taylor Fade Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Picard, alongside my buddy, Alec Byersdorf. Hey. How we doing? We're doing good. Uh, happy New Year to all the listeners out there. We're uh, we're approaching the New Year's Eve. Uh, got through Christmas in one piece and uh, enjoying a little bit of football here starting this morning uh, with the Houston Cougars-Auburn Tiger game in the Birmingham Bowl. Yeah, we had to delay the start of our podcast because we were watching Houston just march down the field for a touchdown, so that's obviously Huge great, news great. for the Houston backers. Oh, yeah. Before we get into it. Your Taylor Fade podcast is presented by the Vookie app. Action for all. It is your place, your go-to sports news app, risk-free betting. Download the app today. Look for your opportunity to get some skin in the game on these bowl games. Now that we're getting into really the exciting games, the good teams over the next week. Uh, download it. Watch some videos, get some risk-free bets, and with those, enter your chance to win various raffle prizes. Download the Vookie app in the store today. Action for all. I am currently watching some ads. I'm going heavy on Louisville. Heavy on Louisville. Heavy on Louisville, and I'm going to use all that, and I'm going to go put it in for the Lululemon gift card. Get out of here. The Lululemon gift card is mine. Not today, Unbelievable. Buddy. Unbelievable. Not today. If you win it, I'm going to kill you. That's awesome. I, I would love nothing I'm to just start my new year. <laughs> <laughs> no. But no, just, you know, it, it shows there's some great, it's a hundred dollar Lululemon gift card. Uh, the, the raffle drawing is on new year's Eve. There's um, Bass pro gift cards. There's Chipotle Starbucks. And that's just the beginning. Waste management, get some early raffles. Yeah, if you want to go to waste, waste management, management, Kygo tickets, Sam hunt tickets. I mean, honestly, Download it because a date hanging out with Alec and Scott on a Saturday football in September, watching us lose all yeah. our money. Is that on there? No, but we should put we should. it <laughs> 10,000 coins. <laughs> Your chance to honestly, hang out with the podcast boys. Honestly, if you actually put a raffle in for that, I'd actually check you into rehab. <laughs> I would just want to meet the person that really wants to meet us. Yeah, so it's from uh, Carlos. <laughs> Carlos, you can just text me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but with that said, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, you know, COVID protocols are, it, it is running rampant throughout all sports. Bowl games are being canceled. NBA games, NHL games, shit. They're pushing back the start of spring training probably yeah. at this point with how COVID is, is looking right now. And what's, what I find I think happening is, and I, again, this is, going on Twitter, no like actual sports person has come out and said this, but I think, and at least in college, why they're canceling it is they're testing people or someone comes down with symptoms or they, they actually feel like they're sick. They test them if they're COVID, then they test the whole team. What happens is you have like asymptomatic people, yeah. players. So now all of a sudden you have 15 kids that have it, but don't feel a thing. Well, they I also think the contact tracing, they're like, oh, well, uh, you know, you just you maybe you did test positive maybe you do have symptoms well we're two days before a bowl game well symptoms take two to three days so we have to contact trace oh well you're our starting middle linebacker who's a captain and you lead the defensive meetings so there goes our entire defensive yeah. starting you know position players you know and i just it's it's well, so tough i think there's this thing done in the nfl that was like they had 290 cases last year all season they have 400 already in this month alone but again i think it's because and in, in college football, I, I in, in college basketball, they said the same thing. They're canceling games or rescheduling games. I, I I truly do believe it's because from what I read is they don't really, they test the kids like every three days or so, yeah. but they don't test the whole team until like someone has really bad symptoms or a couple guys do. Then they'll test everyone. And, and again, if you're asymptomatic, you're not showing any symptoms and you feel fine, you have it. You know, you might be on your system for a few days, but what happens is I think by not testing people daily, right? A person comes down with it, doesn't spreads it. They spread it, spread it, spread it, yeah. spread it. Next thing you know, like everyone, it's all, everyone it's, all it's coming together now because they before last year, I think they tested like every day. Yeah. So if you if yeah. the, fir the first person tests positive, they get them away from the team as soon as possible. So way in last year, they were like they had to wear masks in the in yeah. the facilities and stuff. It's just such a nightmare. I mean, I I saw something, I think it was yesterday that this already this year in the NBA season, it is a record for the number of players who have actually played a game. And that was, I mean, and we're only not even halfway into the season yet. Greg Greg Monroe signed with uh, Minnesota, and he was. They were like, "Hey, do you know any? Of this? You know, this guy's like, no, I didn't know a thing about him, but 
I watched him play. He's a pretty damn good player. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy because you know what sucks is that they're they're canceling these football games and a lot of. A lot of these football games, it's players last hurrah. You know, they've also been practicing for the last month straight. And you're like, wow, we could have probably been home spending, you know, the holidays with our families, which it's just so, it's un so unfortunate. And then they're scrambling, trying to find new people. It's just, it is a nightmare. And as a sports better, like we are, yeah. it pisses me off. Because, well, I mean, we, we were wheels up to the Hawaii Bowl Christmas Eve. I'm like, I what was, am I supposed to do Christmas Eve? Hang out with my family? I'll tell you this. I was at a Christmas Eve party and we were, everyone, you know, playing with you know, the kids and, and hanging out, having some drinks. And then it got to a point after like an hour and a half, we were like, we need a game on. Yeah. It's got to be in the background. I got to throw some, throw some bread some, on this. It's, I, quiet, it's my quiet noise. Like I fall asleep to it. Yeah. <laughs> but it keeps me up all night. <laughs> it keeps me up all night. So yeah, it's not working well, but uh, uh, I, I also say this. We, uh, Oh, we have the, we have the Houston game on TV. Um, I actually went heavy on a couple NFL bets that like I thought were gonna I, I felt confident about and I went one and one in the morning I just missed the Falcons couldn't cover Fal that and then oh, um gosh. but the Bengals easy and then I went uh heavy on the Steelers and I went heavy on the Rams, but the Steelers was the last one. Then I went under, I saw the snow. All oh, the winnings I had it, in the morning, yeah. I put the under in that the Seattle game, it, and that didn't it, hit. Yeah. I was so mad. Like so, I, I was. Um, this is my last. But like I'm just going all in on Houston right uh, now. To all come in, back, all in. But uh, but with that said, let's get into to the well, week. I mean, well, there's some so I want to bring up. I think for college football, at least they're canceling these bowls that like aren't really like meaningful. They they talk about like oh the, if if Bam or Georgia tests positive and they can't play, they're just going to forfeit the game. They're, the NCAA is not going to do that. They're going to hide those symptoms. They're not going to test every single person. You think there's so much money in these New Year's Six Bowls that need to be made. I would find it really hard for any of these New Year's Six Bowls and playoffs to get canceled. Do they, you know, the one team in the college football playoff, though, that if they do, they would test? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. So there, there's so much money NCAA for these schools. Like, like, all right, if you're... If you're a Notre Dame and Oklahoma State's playing, right? Yeah. That Fiesta Bowl, I think each team gets like $18 million to oh, play yeah. in it, right? And if you win, you think you get like 20, but let's say 18 million each. You don't think Oklahoma's, if they only have 30 active players, they're not, they're going to pull out. No, they're going to go, hey, grab a bunch of students, put the yeah. manager, put the grass. All the red shirts that were, yeah. yeah. They, it's, it, they're, you're going to play. Getting to the, and, and that's why, uh, you know, last night broke that the, Arizona Barstool Bowl uh, got canceled. And so Dave Portnoy is like, hey, since the Sun Bowl was also canceled, they're like, hey, bring uh, bring Washington State to Tucson. We'll have them play Western uh, or Central Michigan. Yeah. And ended up being Central Michigan decided to go to the Sun Bowl. But it was because the teams got paid $4.5 each for the Sun Bowl versus $500,000 each yeah. for the Barstool Bowl. And it's like, yeah, it does come down to money. But these this money goes a long way for these programs. Central Michigan, $4.3 million. Is life-changing for them yeah that they means, would never they will ne i can't say never but 99 percent chance they will never play in a bowl game that is pays that much ever again because they're yeah. now playing in a bowl game that is two power five conferences yeah yeah that, or how it was designed because miami had to back out so it's just you know it's great for these small schools assuming they don't get covid but it's just i mean i mean what a sponsorship nightmare hosting nightmare i mean so much money's being lost it's unfortunate that you know, it, it, and I do get it. Like, obviously, COVID is very real, and and you know, you want to try to stop the spread and whatnot. But it's like, holy the, moly! I said I tweeted this out, and you know, obviously, you know, with Barcel, there's a lot of like, or the people that don't follow, or there's those like, they harp on the same like three things for them that happened like 20 years ago. Yeah. But when like the person that tweets that out, they're like, well, you said this 20 years ago. They're like, well, that was 20 years ago. I was young. It's like, so it's not, it's not okay for Barstool, but it's okay. For, it's okay for you. Uh, My thing course. with them is what they don't realize is, okay, you might not, you might, I like them, but you might not like Barstool. That's fine. You can have your opinions, but you can't just bring up the same, like three articles that they write about the same three. It's not even bringing up the fact that what he said before. And it was like, he's like, came out and said, that's not what happened. But you bring up the articles that say they're bad and use that as a reference. That's stupid. But you, these people that these sponsors, these small businesses in Tucson that, you know, all year can make, you know, what they would normally make in like a month, they can make in a weekend yeah. that saves their money. It's the same it's thing. Crazy. Like when you, when you live in a, a beach town during the summer, you have to make all your money that summer. So if you have a rainy week, 
that could throw off like a lot of the money that you make yeah. to fund like the economic so impact the, of these towns and is huge. All these all these small businesses, all they, they paid some money, they're they're hosting these bars that are gonna have the bar crawls or whatever. You know, you might get people from Houston one day that might or not Houston, uh, Central Michigan that may be like, I kinda like Tucson. Let's go to Tucson because yeah. it's cold as shit at home. Yeah, and, and, and so you, you ruined that those like, you know, mom and pop breakfast spots that normally have twenty people in the morning will not have fifty, you know. Yeah. It just it, it helps those waiters get more money. It's just a big economic impact that like people forget they're laughing at like the bar stool, which I still think yeah. it's messed up because and they're not like they don't like barstool they don't even yeah, think about the collateral hundred other people and, yeah. and even the people at barstool that they hired to put this game up for seven months that's all they've been trying to do to make sure it's like a great experience, experience. Yeah, and it's just wasted time so yeah uh, uh but let's get into but with uh, that said let's yeah. get into why we're here and it's the uh i mean it, it we're getting into the, the good bowl games um you know there's there's been a, over the last few weeks really last week we've had players opting out people getting covid teams getting decimated but they're still playing games um you know and really, today is the first day I think of of good bowl games. Um, right now, we're watching the uh, Houston Cougars Auburn game. We have later today. Uh, I love Texas Tech plus ten. Oh, I like, see, I don't like Texas Tech. Plus yeah, 10. I just not good. I know, but I don't think I think Mississippi State just is like I just don't see them win by ten. I like UCLA. I like West Virginia. I was uh, West Virginia team was actually at the uh, Suns game last night. Like a lot of the players. Oh, I'm sure they're staying right there. Yeah, I know, which is kind of funny because, like, it's like we're so worried about, like, COVID, COVID. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's in a big-ass arena. But uh, uh, there's some other ones. I like Clemson. I guess here's an interesting one. Oregon, Oklahoma. And now, granted, some of these won't be out by the time you get it, but I'm just curious to know. Um, I personally, I'm as of right now, knowing what I do know, I like Oklahoma. Um, they haven't really been hit by the transfer portal too hard as, as hard as I thought they would. I mean, they did bring in a great coach, which is going to help, but Oregon, no Thibodeau. Um, I think one of their other top defensive players is out. I, you know, I do think Oklahoma's had a very underperforming year, but I, I just think they're, they're the better team here with the players that yeah. are playing a line. A big line movement was UNC SC. It went from UNC minus like six or five to like South Carolina. Now it's plus nine for South Carolina. They're at six. That's moved dramatically. So I'm curious. And that was just this morning. So I'm clear. No, um, but some other ones like, like Pitt, Michigan state's an interesting one. Cause no Kenny Pickett, but like how good's their no, backup? No Kenneth no Walker. Kenneth Walker. So I, I mean, I, I took the under, I took the game. under 57. What's that now? Yeah. 56. Um, I love. I just love Wake Forest killing Wreckers. I think love Rutgers them. Are, I already yeah, put. I already they, placed that. Yeah. It was like minus. I got it like fourteen. I'm like they're gonna win by. Rutgers up at eleven at one point. Rutgers like played oh. one close game against a good team all year. Otherwise, they, got, they also weren't practicing for two weeks. They just they've yeah. been practicing the last like four days. Yeah, I I think that and I think Wake Forest's offense is very good and I think they're gonna score fifty five right. points. Before we get into it, any New Year's Six bowl games that you want to talk about? I like I like uh, Notre Dame versus Oklahoma State out here in Fiesta, at the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale. Um, I will be in attendance at 11 a.m. New Year's Day, which will be probably super hungover. Be very hungover. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't really have a feel on that game per se, but one game, I I mean, I'm all over Kentucky. Oh, I love Kentucky. I all love Ole Miss over. too. All over Kentucky. Ohio State, one of their receivers announced yesterday, he's declaring for the draft, sitting out. I, I'll say this. I've been um, – my bowl game, I was I'm doing very well. My betting on my bowl games, yeah, and I'm just seeing the board really well right now. That's why I like hated how these. I was gonna go heavy on BC. I was high on like I just had all these games that I was very high on that I've been seeing uh, very well. Even like I'm hitting my underdogs and their money lines. Like yeah. it's 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 paying off real well for me. But I guess we can get into the championship games, the semis. Um, we got first game of the day is. Alabama versus Cincinnati. Alabama minus 13 and a half. I don't know what Nick Saban did to these kids or what, what planet these kids live on that think Alabama is an underdog. First, Bryce Young comes out and says, I'm I'm an underdog. People doubted me. You were the number one recruit yeah, coming out of high school. You? you were literally a top three Heisman Trophy favorite without ever throwing a pass in a, in a college game. And you had a million dollar NIL deal before you even started. No one doubted you. You weren't an underdog. Who one. doubted you? Yeah. Two, Lair, uh, Anderson, 
the defensive end came out and said, like, yeah, I feel like we're the underdog. People are doubting us. You're 13 and a half point favorites. Who's doubting you? No one's out. Literally no one is the, even talking about Cincinnati. The only thing people are saying about Cincinnati is, like, they do match up well because they have cornerbacks that can, you know, match up against your NFL caliber receivers, they think. That's about it. No one else thinks that they can match up with you guys. That's why you're 13 point favorites. So I know Nick's probably, like, telling them this or showing them the wrong signals, but. They're just saying all the right things. That's what it comes down to. They're, they know that the. That they are the heavy favorites, but they're just not going to. You can't. What are you going to say? Yeah, we're going to kick the crap out of them. No. No, I actually think like Nick's brainwashed them to think that they're the underdog. That's why he actually. I've. Switched. I want to see an NCAA investigation on his brainwashing tactics. Is it legal? Yeah, because <laughs> is it legal? Because I, was, I thought since then I could have kept it within two scores. I, I am. Not, I am now going uh, based on these guys. So I'm going Alabama first half Alabama game because I think that. I do think that they think that like he's my he, thing. He, they're not on social media. He's making them seem like it's a their defense <laughs> isn't that good though. Bama's, in my opinion, they're not the Bama defenses of old. Yeah, I, I Cincinnati played Notre Dame a very good defense. They put up three, 30 points on them. I know. I I just think it's I like Alabama the over. gets a month to prepare for you. I know it's, it's terrifying. It's 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 tough. That's um, but terrifying. yeah, it's just funny how like. They are somehow the underdog. People are like you, like what? What world do we what live in? Where, where you're, <laughs> where you're the underdog in your Alabama. Now, they're like people criticize you earlier. Yeah, because you guys weren't playing well early. You guys barely got by like three teams. You, you almost, you, you barely got into the playoff. If they had lost, if they lost to Auburn. Yeah, with Bo Nix played, they could have lost to Auburn. They could have lost to Florida in the beginning. Florida wasn't a good team. They lost to AM. Like there was like games where they didn't they didn't look good. Great. They really didn't look great so, this year. And so that Georgia like game. I mean, they yeah. looked good. They didn't look like Bama in the past, though. Yeah. So that's I mean, obviously there's that. Um so in I I based on that, I do think that Alabama, I think Nick Saban's like What's the over under? I, I, th- I think he is North, he's North Korea right now, where he's taking the media and local and made it. What if he? he what if? He, what he, if he's their own fake news? Yeah, that's like, what I'm what saying. If, yeah, I think he has their own fake news, like uh, their own ESPN. They don't know who Scott Van Pelt is in Alabama. They they think it's like uh, Sean Vanderbilt, yeah. you know. And it's like he has these fake broadcasts. Like, hey, look at there. These all guys are picking Cincinnati. This is a outright win, like a fake media. So they all think. Man, I don't know. I'm so torn on that game because it's so many points. Like if it was uh, if it was ten, I would take Bama. But two, you're talking two touchdowns. And the thing is, is this line has not moved. It hasn't moved one. It, it, it might have gone like up to 14, down to 13. But we're staying like there has not been like a heavy betting like yeah. trend yet. So I'm really interested to see what happens. Um, what's the over under at? 58. I, I like the over. Yeah, I'm going to probably go Alabama team over Alabama first half Alabama game. Um, I wish I could know who. Like who oh, since I was calling it, if you win, are you going to defer? And then Alabama, if you win, are you going to accept the ball? Because then I would know who would get the ball first, probably. Yeah. And then I could bet that team first quarter, which I would do. But anyways, um, let's get into the second game. You're on Cincinnati. I like Bama. Um, I'm I'm on Cincinnati right now, but like obviously I got to see. Because now, and also the thing is with COVID, like oh, let's say a couple players go out for Cincinnati, like I, I'll it, even if the line moved. Now I'm not saying Desmond Ritter, like assuming Desmond Ritter plays, but let's say that some of their cornerbacks get COVID uh, or something. If, oh, if Des if Desmond Ritter tests positive for COVID, it's a thirty point line. No, no, uh, and and I'm Luke Fickle, uh, like assistant. I am changing the name on that test to our like third string backup quarterback. One hundred percent. I am not letting that. Happen. You can't let that happen. No, you cannot. It, honestly, I think Desmond Ritter would, is I, in a bubble in a room. He's a room much like this, and they have a little slot in the door, and they're like, "Hey, here's your food." Yeah, here's your your homework for the day. Like, I just don't like. I mean, I obviously those teams have such they actually have something to play for. They're not like these bowl games. So I think they're very like. I mean, in in going to the next game, that next bowl game we're going to talk about in Miami, which is a massive hot spot right now. Like, there's no way they're letting these guys out of the hotel. I wouldn't let I, if I was Michigan or any of them. I would fly down like today. I'd have spent the least amount of time as possible. Yeah, I mean, Bama's already there. I know yeah, that. Yeah, but, like, if I was at Michigan, I would be re- playing in our bubble over there. No kids on campus. The guys aren't going out, making sure. Um, mm-hmm. But let's get into that game because this is – this game I have a tougher read on because I can see it going I like anyway. Mi- I like Michigan here because it's, what, it's seven? Seven and a half. So I love Michigan at seven and a half. Uh, the only reason for that is I do think Michigan's offense is a lot better. 
Their defense is good, though. I mean, they held Ohio State, obviously at home, but they held them to like 28 points, which I think Ohio State, at at the time, I thought Ohio State was like going to be Georgia's kryptonite just because yeah. I thought their offense was that good. But I just don't see Georgia's offense. Like, Michigan's offense isn't like, I mean, they're, I mean, the Michigan's defense isn't insane, but like, they're very good. And so I giving me a more than a full touchdown, I'm like, yeah, I, I like Michigan here just because I'm getting more than a touchdown. I I just I also don't know who's playing quarterback for Georgia. Yeah, I I'd actually think JD Daniels is better than um uh Stetson Bennett. Stetson. But uh, he poses a better threat like um passing wise. I my thing is like I'm envisioning a game and I can see this game being like 13-10. And I so there's that, but I could also see just like Georgia winning like twenty to three, and just Michigan not moving the ball at all against them, you know, and and making McNamara try to beat them. But they're this is the best defense they're going to face all year. I'm curious to know how they're going to play it. You know what I mean? Um, so that I guess that's that's just my uh, I, I just have no feel because I can see it going any way. Like, and that's why when I have zero feel and I'm like I could see I could see Michigan winning this outright. I could see Mich. I just I could see Michigan losing twenty to three, but I it's tough because I think Michigan's offense has become so balanced over the last six to eight weeks that they weren't at the beginning of the year that I think they I think they'll be able I don't know to if they can run the ball against Georgia front. front. And like the reason why Bama did so well is because Bryce Young lit them up passing, right? And they they got rid of the ball quick. Georgia got no pressure. I don't know whose offensive line is better, Michigan or you know, at least in pass blocking. Like McNamara is going to have to beat them through the air. They're not going to be able to run the ball for 200 yards. And Michigan will continue to run the ball until they need to throw it. I think you know it's just three nothing. Still one possession game. Uh, Harbaugh is going to run the ball a thousand times and try to establish that run because it, it's still one possession. But if they get down like 10, 10 nothing, and McNamara's got to throw the ball, I'd be curious to know how that pass rush holds or, or how that offense line holds up against the pass rush. Um, I and, do and, like the under in this game. I know it's not very high, but I do like the under because I just don't see either team pulling away where it's like a team's got to come back. I, I see it being like a very back and forth, like field goals, punts, like not many people going for it on fourth down, like very, it's going to take a, like a systematic drive to go down the field for yeah. neither team is a huge it, play threats, you know? It, and one of the things I'm having in my brain that I'm having an issue with is I viewing Georgia based on just this year alone, but in my brain, I view Michigan the last few years. Like yeah. I, I put that in the back. Like it's like, oh, are they really this good? Or but I'm using like past Michigan. Were, I teams. mean, you're talking about a 16 point blow, a blowing yeah. a 16 point lead to being undefeated, and you're talking about like, wow, yeah. this Michigan team's legit, and they blew it. Yep, yep. On the road. Yeah. So you're like, I mean, that's where I'm. I I always say it's like, okay, well, seven and a half points to a team that should be undefeated is yeah. <sighs> so tough. It's a lot of points, and they beat a very good Ohio State team. It's a lot of points. A lot um, of points. But uh, let's for both teams I want to establish a run too. Let's go into uh, the NFL here. Um, I guess we can start. There's a few big things, but we can start with one of the biggest news, or not news, but um, since they're local here, how bad are the Arizona Cardinals right oh. now? <laughs> oh I mean, my. they look lost. I mean, it, it's it's too bad they started seven and zero, and now they're like three and five in their last eight. They're, they're struggling. Ten and two. They lost their last three. They were ten and two, the number one seed, and they yeah. lost their last well. three. Here's my thing: I they are so predictable on offense. Oh yeah, and I don't know what's wrong with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's not even trying to run anymore. He's not trying to run anymore. It's weird. I don't get it. Is it because he's hurt or he's trying to avoid injury? I'm like, well, that's your. That's why you were good, in my opinion. It's, he sits in the pocket way too long. It, it's collapsing. It's collapsing. He sits in there, and then he can't roll out. It's like if you started run the ball, they ran like the read option twice. He took one six fifty-seven yards, yeah. and like my thing is, it, it's like the defenses. I don't know if they're just having a spy on him now, but what's going on? But it's like he's not even trying to run. He, no one's thinking he's going to run or as a threat of running. He's scrambling, looking to make the pass rather than just he can take off for five six yards. Yeah. And he's throwing it to guys, I, and guys is, and too aren't making plays. They're like dropping pass. It's it's. He's throwing interceptions in the red zone. He's just not playing well. I mean, yeah. that, that interception he had that was like on their own 20 or whatever, Not it might have been actually two weeks ago now, where he just like tried to lofting it over a guy, it was like an eight-yard pass, he tried lofting it over, and he didn't even get close. It was just, the guy yeah. just tipped it to himself. I'm like, what, 
What yeah. are we like? You're an NFL quarterback. You were in the Heisman conversation before you got hurt, or not the Heisman? Sorry, the MVP. MVP. Jesus, wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong sport. He's a, he's a professional, but it it just it looks terrible. It's like a different uh, team. He 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 did win a Heisman. Though. He did win. So he was right. in the conversation. Yeah, he was in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Boom. Then but I, going to it, like they're they don't get an e- they don't even get a break this week. They go to Dallas, who just put up like a thousand points. I, I think they just scored again. Yeah, that made it sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's crazy though. It's crazy. I, and it's and, and to that point, it's Dallas in the line. I think Dallas is favored by five in Dallas. Give me Dallas until until the Cardinals can prove that they can even like yeah play competitively against good. Teams. Uh, let's go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go. Let's do a little NFC right now. Um, you let me know if you if they can win the Super Bowl. Packers. Yes. Yes. Bucks. Yes. Rams. Yes. yes. Cowboys. I, I haven't seen defense, enough. I think the defense can. I don't. The offense is struggling, but if the offense kind of finds If the offense it, does what they just did, then yes. I think those are the only four teams that can. Yeah. Then you have. Cardinals, no. No. Not, not the way they're playing. Cardinals, who else is. Vikings, uh, no. No. Um, San Francisco. Oh, San no. Francisco up until last week. That first half against that first half they had yeah. last week. I was like, oh, this team could like dominate. All right, so you have you have four. I think there's four, four legit, legit, which is crazy because that's like more than you usually get when you're like, yeah, these are legit contenders. But the, here's my thing with with San Francisco and why I say no is they lost lost Tennessee. They beat a bad Falcons team. They beat the Bengals, which was pretty impressive. But the Bengals has been like just like such like up and down. Yep. They lost to a bad Seattle team at the time. They beat the Vikings, whatever, beat Jacksonville, whatever. They're really their only truly impressive win was when they beat the Rams at home. Yep. Um, because then you even go back to October, lost to Seattle again, lost to Arizona, got killed by Indianapolis, beat the Bears. Like they They're playing well. When they got George Kittle back, they've been they were balling for a bit. But yeah, again, they're that. Um also, all right, so I asked you that. You, I say can win the Super Bowl those NFC teams yeah. because and those are probably the only four teams that we think can win the NFC because we think the I think the NFC is stronger. Now let's go to the AFC. AFC. All right, I, all I, them off. All them off. Okay, Patriots. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Bills. I think if the Bills play the way if Josh Allen plays the way he did against the Patriots, they can, they can, they can win. They can. If they I play agree. like they did three weeks ago, I don't think I, they can. I completely agree. But the Bills, the Bills peak. And that's a Patriots fan is higher than the Patriots peak. I agree. The problem is the Bills slump down. But the Patriots are always like an eighty-three to eighty-five caliber team. The Bills are like a ninety-five to the like 75. a seventy-five. Yeah, I agree. Right? Um, Chiefs. Yes, the way they've been playing. Yes. Tennessee. No. If they get Indianapolis, there, I think they can. Where's the Super Bowl this year? Uh, Los Angeles. Oh, it's yeah. a dome. There, I was gonna say, I, I mean, no. We're saying get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Win the AFC. We're talking about win the oh, AFC. Oh, no, I'm saying win the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm saying win the AFC. Oh, so I was going to do two different things. I was going to say what team can win the Super oh, so Bowl. so win the Super Bowl, sure. Okay, so I think it's like so, Chiefs and maybe the Bills. I think Chiefs, Bills. I think the Colts can because I – and the reason – this is why I justify it is you just have to get to the Super Bowl to have a chance, and I yeah. think they can win the AFC because if they – let's say they head to Arrowhead. Mm, you have Jonathan I, Taylor – Pittman. If, no, they, they, win- they have the, they have the, the build, the makeup of a team that could beat anyone anywhere in yeah. any environment. I was hoping the game was in Florida. Cause if it was like a rainy day, oh, yeah. then they could just run with Taylor the whole time and yeah. they have a chance. And their line's amazing. Yeah. So I do. So my thing was make the Super Bowl. I think there are actually, you can kind of maybe put the Patriots in there and the Titans in there, yeah. especially if Derek Henry comes back, but to win, I don't see the Patriots, the Titans beating the Chiefs beating the Bills and then going on and having to beat the Packers. Those I three think the teams. Colts can beat the Packers just because they can run the ball and the Packers can't stop the run. But yeah, I get it. What about the uh, what about the Bengals? No, Ravens. I, I think I think the Bengals have the makeup of a team that's going to get their first playoff, go to their playoffs again, and when they did with like Andy Dalton, just lose by thirty yeah. in the first round. The Ravens. Cardinals have that makeup, like they're going to lose the first game by thirty. No, I don't think the Ravens. I just there's something. Chargers, no. Um, okay, so then let's let's talk about uh, NBA. No, no. Let's talk. We're staying in the NFL uh, MVP race. You're really you're, you're in my opinion. We're down to three players: Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Jonathan Taylor. I think. Um, 
I think now we're not talking about who is the most valuable team, but like who actually has the best chance to win the award. Because I mean, you could argue the most valuable, but where they're at right now, I believe Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I actually haven't seen the odds this week. I'm trying to pull it up. Uh, but if I had to guess, Aaron Rodgers would. Have Aaron Rodgers won at plus one forty five. Brady's at plus one eighty five. Matt Stafford at plus nine hundred. Jonathan Taylor nine fifty. Josh Allen, 1,500. I was going to say, Josh Allen balls out the last two weeks like that. He can move into it. But I think Rodgers and Brady are so far ahead of everyone else. Yeah. That is, it's, and they'd have, both of them would have to play very badly yeah. and lose a couple games. Or and just game not, not put up yeah. any stats. Um, I, think, but, I think Rodgers wins it again just because I th- if, assuming they get the one seed again, assuming they beat the Vikings at home and the uh, the Lions at in Detroit – I, I mean, I do think the Buccaneers are going to struggle. No Chris Godwin. Like, that's their dude. Well, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown did step back. up, but, yeah, but, like, but still. Uh, I just think, yeah, uh, Brady has 4,348 yards, 61% of completion, 36 touchdowns, 11 TDs, 100 passer rating. Uh, 36 he, touchdowns, he, 11 interceptions. Thir- yeah, 11 interceptions. Uh, Rodgers has 3,500, just about 38% completion, 110 passer rating. 38? 38% completion. There's no way he's a 38. Oh, so 68. Sorry, 68. Sorry. I'm going to get 30 touchdowns, four interceptions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. No, like, 60, 68. Terrible. T, 30, 30 to four in the TD to yeah, interception. And he missed a game. And, and so it, it just comes down to, like, if, if Brady goes for 350, 354 touchdowns each game and maybe a pick, like, I could see him getting it because he'd be at, like, 45 touchdown passes yeah. and, and 5,000 yards. And, and so, you know, there's that hope uh, or there's a, that thought process. But, I, yeah, I, it, it's the problem I have with the MVP, and it's obviously the most valuable player on, in sports is the quarterback. In all sports, a quarterback is the most valuable player because if you have a good quarterback, you automatically become a contender. If you have to go play Mike Glennon, you stink. Like if you yeah. Mike Glennon's your back, you have to go play. You're tough to win games that way. But I think Jonathan Taylor should be like if you're ever going to give it to a running back. I mean, you should get Derek Henry at two thousand yards. But um, I just feel bad that like he's he's the most valuable player on that team, and he's keeping them in the season right now. They could put anyone else at quarterback. Is if Tony Taylor's going to run for a buck seventy five? Yeah, any quarterback can throw play action against man to man coverage. You know, for the most part, it, it, and so he's making Carson Wentz jobs a lot better, making Carson Wentz look a lot better. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just tough though because if you were to say, "Hey, no Aaron Rodgers," like obviously that happened once this year, and they should have won. If they had Aaron Rodgers, they win that game easy. And yeah. then the same thing, you know, with Tom Brady. Like if you don't have Tom Brady, like. Yeah, obviously the Bucks aren't what the Bucks are, so it's like it's it's just so tough. But yeah, I agree. This other than maybe last year, like this would be the year. Like yeah, give it to a to Jonathan Taylor. I mean, we'll see what happens the last couple of weeks too. I mean, if he goes for two hundred plus and two touchdowns each game, I'm gonna be like, yeah, like a, maybe. Quarter, a, a, a running back has to break the rushing record, which they he should this year because they have an extra game. No, no, he only's averaging 108 yards a game, so he's only he's averaging it says 1,500 yards rushing. Five to six yards per rush, hundred and eight point four uh, yards. So he won't break it. He won't break it. But like he, he, he should have total he, he should have a total of twenty three hundred yards total from scrimmage and twenty three touchdowns. And I just think in order for a running back to have the rush for twenty one hundred yards or whatever the record is, and have like thirty combined touchdowns. Yeah. And, and that's the only way so someone like, I think a running back yeah. to get it. Be tough. Or you have a running back that has like a thousand yards pass receiving and rushing with like thirty like that would be like uh yeah. yeah. No who would be awesome in today's NFL? Even better than he was in the present I thought he had a pretty good career. Reggie Bush. Yeah. Because he could go he could wide up going against linebacker. They can they, yeah. it, it can run him like he'd do so much better now. Um just a different offensive all right, scheme. Defensive player of the year. I don't really know what Michael I mean, Parsons <sighs> I just, it's tough for me to, I don't know. It's tough for me to give it to, to Parsons, but I mean, he's had a great year and he's only a rookie. Oh no, it's, it's going to be, what's his name? TJ Watt. Yeah. Well, how many sacks does he have? Yeah. Sorry. I forgot about, but, but Michael Parsons and him are both plus 200 right now. What's TJ Watt's stats? Um, Aaron Donald plus 700, Diggs 700, Garrett. But yeah, no, TJ Watt's killing it, but he actually, did he do anything? They got Killed, destroyed. I, I don't think he did anything. Clearly, um, he did not. Yeah, but he probably got double teamed all game, so it's you know kind of a relevant point too. But 
Yeah, I mean, I think TJ Watt, I think his stats are pretty... 17 and a half sacks. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. I, I get into 20. He had a chance to... He had, he had one tackle. If he gets if he gets to 20, I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't give it to him. Yeah, I mean, their defense is the only reason they're ever in any games anyway. Yeah. Because their offense they're, is they're, trash. They're so bad. I can't I can't but, watch those any, that team anymore. Yeah. Um But yeah, so with that, I, I'm going with TJ Watt. Um yeah, just think it's you know, it's a Watt thing. They just always are in the defensive. Can we talk about how like especially going back to the Cardinals, like I know JJ Watt like won a bunch of defense player years, but he hasn't had a play a full season, it feels like and since, since I was seven, since since, <laughs> since they gave him his last defense player of the year, yeah, no, he hasn't. I don't think he's played a full season in like five years. And he's like, I know he's trying to come back, and he's going to like this. What's going on, man? It's time. It's time. He's still pretty effective when he plays, though. Yeah, but that's like, oh, it, it, it's because that defense with him and Chandler Jones would have been they were, insane. Chandler, Chandler Jones had like five, five sacks the first game of the year. <laughs> yeah, that was nuts, and he like didn't do shit for a while after <laughs> yeah. that. Um, would um, but yeah, with that, let's go to. The, we want to touch on any other sports? The NBA? NBA. There's COVID everywhere. I can't even bet on it because I have no idea who's playing. I don't even know half the players in the starting lineup. Suns are damn good. Warriors are damn good. After that, it's like a league of their, it's like a, their own. The Nets. The Nets are good when they have KD. I think KD is the MVP. Um, yeah. Lakers stink. They're older than L- L- Lakers' problem is. Anthony Davis. Talk about a guy who hasn't played a full season. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you this. The, the Lakers' problem is. They try to build superstars. Other they try to put other stars around LeBron rather than putting the right pieces all around LeBron. That's what the Cavs did pretty well. Is they put the right pieces around they, him? It, they like yeah, getting Russ. LeBron probably likes Russ. Thinks he uh, plays hard. Like Russ. The thing about Russ is he will. I love Russ because he will go a hundred miles an hour. Any like he'll be playing pickup basketball with us. If he's on your team, he's going to go a hundred miles an hour. He's going to play hard. You know what you're getting with Russ. You know a heart. You know he's. You gonna, know you're getting a quadruple. Yeah. Double every game, but the thing with LeBron is you, you, they don't have like shooters around. Like they they should they should have. That's incomplete. That's a hundred percent incomplete. That's awesome for us as a fourth down play. It has to be the ball um, smashed the ground. You're telling me his hands held onto that. Um, what do you call it? So LeBron needs to be. They, they be, so think about who they surrounded him with. The, you have Russ, a ball dominant person, right? Anthony Davis needs the ball. You know, post ups, do some moves, and he also isolation. needs to get in bubble wrap. Yeah, and and then you have Carmelo, who's not just like he is a catch and shoot kind of guy. Carmelo's their best piece for LeBron. He, though. He, he's a catch and shoot guy, but it's like sometimes he does want to go like isolation. Like they, like they need almost like a Clay Thompson shooter, a guy that will score thirty. A Kyle Korver, like he had in yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, but like thirty six points on five dribbles. A guy that yeah. just catch it and shoot it, not going off the dribble much. Will play D. They need guys like that. They need, you know, they need another like Duncan Robinson. You need a point guard who's a good point guard, but can knock the can space the floor. They have, when he, when it's Russ AD, they play like Dwight sometimes, and like whatever their point guard it's a cluster. is, they, they have no one that can space the floor. Yeah. No, the problem is, and that's what I think is tough is like, you know, LeBron wants to play with his friends now, which it's like, okay, you're <laughs> sure do whatever the hell you want. Like you're obviously, you're obviously the one the top. And we're not even getting the argument. The best player ever, or the second best player ever. Like, you're you're there, but like you wanting to play with your friends and wanting to like get these guys that are like, like your team is old as shit. Like you don't you need guys that want to play defense. You need guys that want to pass the ball. You need guys that want to stand in the three, a uh, three point line, and, and and actually make those shots. Like that's why I thought Cleveland. Like they didn't. They got those guys. They got J.R. Smith, who like. You have all right, no, so if Jared is a, a knockdown shooter, that Kyle Corver Kyle can shoot. You have a big man that will, will block shots, rebound. Um, then you have another ISO guy. Then they had Della Vadova, who yeah. like this guy well, spaces the floor. Like then you got Kyrie, obviously, who who would literally um, when LeBron like has another. If there's another mismatch, he can go get a bucket whenever yeah, he wants. Whenever. So you need you need a superstar that can get a bucket. I think you need two. Shoot, you need and, two superstars on the team, and then all role players. And then they had Kevin Love, who was an all star, but he could he could pick and pop and yeah. created mismatches, and he could knock down open just space for. So you need a center like that. You need so they had Kyle Korver, J.R. Smith. Kevin Love that can all shoot. Kyrie can still shoot, but he can also isolate. And then you have LeBron, who's just you know a mismatch nightmare for everyone. So, come on, baby. <laughs> so that's where I think their problem is. They they uh, 
there there's there's rumors. I don't know if you, not sure if you saw, but they were like they're asking the agent like, "Hey, I heard there's rumors he's gonna get traded back to Cleveland because Cleveland's actually good and young." Yeah, but he would never do it, but he wouldn't. I don't think he would go. But I also don't think that Cleveland like Cleveland would have to give up like their their core pieces. Yeah, no, I. Um, I but I think there's that. I'll tell you this. I, I'll, I'll say, I know Kevin Durant's a MVP leader. Steph Curry's a close two. I, I was at the Christmas Day game against uh, the Suns. Steph Curry, in my eyes, he might have scored 31 points. He And not even talking about assists, he is responsible for about 45 to 50 points a game. Oh, yeah. They're running him off screens and stuff, and teams just don't communicate well, Right. Teams like don't like or they 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 so worried about Steph that they like go like the miscommunication. Why when and, back, it's me. Oh, and then you have like Gary Payton Jr. who like slips the screen, and gets a dunk, and you're like, oh, Gary Payton had ten points. Six of the points were because the team was so worried about Steph. Yeah, that they like miscommunicated and he got other guys' roles or guys are slipping screens yeah. and stuff. And just wait and until it, Clay Thompson's yeah. that guy there it's, too. It's I think they're waiting for him to. Someone was like, "Oh, I don't, he's going to be at a minutes restricted." I actually think he's not. They're wait. They're not bringing him back. He could probably come back now. They're waiting till he's one hundred percent healthy. Oh my god! Sorry. We, we, okay, it, they it, just did a Houston just did a wheel route. The running back was so open that that it's a touchdown. It would have been like an uh, eighty yard touchdown, and he overthrew it by about a yard. But it's I mean it's oh my god that was bad. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh. No, I agree. I, I, think, I agree because he's like, been playing full pickup game for a month and a half. Yeah, now. Steph. But we'll go back to Steph's MVP. I think if you like watch the whole thing, you had like an analytics guy bring like Kevin Durant just can score. He gets isolation. He's not sending screens and guys slipping screens because they're so worried about him because he's just not catching and shooting. If you did an analytics, like yeah, Durant might be averaging thirty five, but like um, Curry, like Curry might score thirty one. But he's literally because of his presence there is getting other people a lot of buckets and just easy buckets and it, it, it's crazy to watch in person because we you know we're right there and it was like damn this they're so worried about him coming off screen yeah. like, guys are just getting open like for slip waves it, it, it's and they're very good they're, they talk about a team that has everyone that knows their freaking role yeah they have Auto Pro Junior went for like twenty against the Suns it was insane yeah they're they're good and they're young too and they play defense and it's just. It's a league you have to be young, especially like the minutes they put in and the guys they chase around. It's just it's yeah. it's so fast paced now that I mean it's just insane. But you know, I think the NBA it's they're they're facing a lot of issues with COVID protocols right now, and and it's just it's got to be tough. I mean, they're calling these guys up. I mean, Isaiah Thomas got a shot again with the Lakers. I mean, they have these guys signing these ten day contracts and whatnot that are just you, you're like what like Joe Johnson. Coming yeah. back, like, like what the heck is going on? I mean, it's 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 interesting, but yeah, um, you know, obviously, holiday week still. There's a lot of good games, you know, a lot of focus on the sporting games. Bowl games are, are really part, start to pick up today. We got five on the slate. Um, good good teams starting to play. Power five conferences starting to play, and uh, should be should be fun to watch going into the uh, the New Year's Eve bowl games, the semifinals, and and into the. Uh, the New Year's Day Bowls, which is obviously the greatest way to, to have a to cure hangovers. And then we have EP Saturday the 8th, we have the FCS Championship game, Montana State versus North Dakota State. I will be taking the Bison, minus 7.5. Go Bison. Uh, all, right, all right, let's get into the last last piece um, before I wrap this up. Just another news in sports. And, you know, obviously with the bowl games and, you know, the podcast coming out and daily sports, we're not going to be doing – this podcast will be recaps of the week and stuff like that, uh, more sports news um, and everything be, just because uh, after football, it's really tough to do a sports betting show and without producing stuff like daily, we'll just go to the Instagram for our, our bets. Um, but no flag. Unbelievable. All right. Sorry. We're distracted. Um, we're going to MLB lockout. MLB lockout uh, collective bargaining agreements being renegotiated. I don't, I haven't looked a ton into it. It's been, they've been locked out for about a, uh, a month now. Actually, no, about three weeks. From what I understand is, is the players want um, more re- higher piece of the revenue share. I think with the COVID case, they're not going to be able to get it um, due to the fact that last year, like all the owners lost like hundreds of millions of dollars because stadiums were closed and everything. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. There has not been an actual lockout of and miss regular season games for, I don't even know how long I think, like three decades 
four decades now. Obviously, they've had these um, collective bargaining agreements that they've had to renegotiate, but it hasn't actually hit a lockout stage in to, that's impacted regular season. Yeah, But maybe this is the year. Maybe they're like, hey, I see the revenue that is brought in, but I just see it being so tough because all the well, baseball lost so much money during COVID, the actual first COVID year, 2020, that it, like that's got to be their argument on the owner's side. Well, I have no idea. All right, so the first issue with the COVID situation when they only played like 50 games that year, mm-hmm. the players wanted to say, hey, we'll play 50 games instead of 162, just cut our salaries in third. Yeah. And the owners were like, no, we're losing money and it, uh, with all the ticket sales. And they said, well, show us the money that you're losing. Open your books. And the owners wouldn't open their books to them, which shows me because they didn't want to show how much they actually do make because you know how much stuff they actually write off. And they, by the way, MLB does a revenue sharing. They share all, all the teams share their ticket revenue share. So if you're in a seat, so yeah, you might say like, oh, the Diamondbacks don't sell their games. They only have like, 12,000 people per game while the Red Sox have 30,000. It doesn't matter. That goes all into a pool and you share that revenue. So every team makes the same amount of money on revenue where you make the money is the concessions, you know, the parking and the boxes, the boxes, the suites don't count. Um, those are your own personal uh, money that you get to keep. Um, so that, that's the issue. Like the diamondbacks, not the Diamondbacks, the, the template raised when they were like really bad, we're getting like an extra 22 million in tickets. It was like the Red Sox have to give some of that money back. They make in ticket sales. Yeah. Um, so there is that revenue sharing. Uh, the other thing that the players want is they want a higher salary for younger players. They don't want to have to have a guy play five years, years. in the league from yeah. 21 to 26 dominate and only make like $4 million. Well, the problem is with that, which it's like obviously very lucrative for the owners. is so like, you get into you get drafted and maybe it takes three or four years to get you to the league. Once you get to the league, then you pretty much have I think it's like three two or three seasons before you even go into your pre arbitration, which pre arbitration is like a way you make a little bit more money, but you don't you know, it's not quite a contract type thing. Um then you go into your actual arbitration and I mean you're really not a free agent for like six or seven years. So if you went to college, like you may not actually hit free agency for the first time where you see these guys signing massive deals until they're like 31, 32, maybe depending. Um, I mean, if they were 22 when they got out of school, they got in the league when they're 25, 26. I mean, you're talking about like 32, 33. So that that's the huge problem because then you're like, okay, well, your peak of your career is over. Like there goes everything. Yeah. And so that there's there's some it, I mean, it is tough. I mean, they do get paid like, you know, like guys that are still in arbitration, people like Dansby Swanson. Um, but I think he's his arbitration. I think he's still making like 10 to 12 million a year. Yeah. Well, it's right. just it's just tough because it's like, yeah, obviously you're on a rookie contract. But then it's like instead of being done with your rookie contract and going to free agency, you go into arbitration. And it's just a whole it's a it is very, it, you know, you have young players that are immediate superstars that you're like. You know, if you don't get signed to an extension, like you're being underpaid yeah. drastically. Yeah, and then and then they're going. The other thing the CBA though wants MLB a player association wants is they actually want teams to not be taxed as much when they go over the salary cap, and thus in return they're saying then you can spend more money because a lot of the owners pushback is, hey, if I'm paying you thirty five million dollars a year, we're going to go over the luxury and, and how it works is let's just say for instance. The, the salary cap is 200. There is a salary cap in baseball, which people don't understand. There is technically you just pay a tax. Well, let's say anything over 200 million. So any dollar you spend over 200 million, you have to match it yep. and not just, Oh, you spend $205 million. You pay, you match 5 million. You have to pay an extra 205, a percentage of that. Yeah. So you have to pay almost like an extra, like 60, 70 million. So if you sign a person and you're at $230 million and you're 30 million over the cap, you actually have to pay another probably like 70, 80 million that goes into like a tax, a pool, a pool that again gets dispersed out between the teams. So it helps like the poor teams become more rich. If yeah. other teams are and they're also part of this too, is they're saying that they're, teams have to have a minimum uh, salary because like you have the Tampa Bay Rays, you have like a $45 million and they're good. Like, don't get me wrong guys. The Rays are actually a good team, but they're not, um, they're not spending the money. They're not spending well, the money. And so it, it, what it happens is it hurts free agency because these teams aren't allowed to spend the money or they're not just their owners aren't just spending the money. And so they're like, well, the, the thing was, I think it was the Tampa Bay Rays was oh we don't have the, we don't have the money we don't have the salary of the the, yeah. the the Red Sox and I think John Henry came out and was just like um, the last five years you've made twenty million dollars a year off just revenue sharing tickets you've literally your payroll was eighteen million yeah. so you made two million not including your own 
TV sales or whatever like that, plus all the taxes, it's like, no, you're making 60, $70 million a, a profit a year. So after 10 years, you have $600 million. You can go spend that. We got ourselves a 52-yard field goal. Holy heck. Yeah, for a, a group of five. So that's my, my issue with the I, – I see both sides, right? So you have the owners who don't want to spend as much money but don't want to open up their books to show how much yeah. they actually do make. You have the, the, the players um, – who obviously are trying to get more money for everyone, not just the top people, more money for everyone so they can play longer. Obviously, the more money you have, the wealthier you are. Here's the biggest issue. That was good from 70. Jesus, that was a bomb. That um, guy's going to the league. The issue that I think what a lot of people have is in a lockout, there's very few players that can hold out long-term. Well, yeah, none of them get paid. I mean... You know, but there's players that make millions, but you're, you're, you have billionaires holding out against millionaires the billionaires are going to the billionaires are going to win out yeah 100 yeah, because they don't need happens with the, in the nfl lockout that happens yep. like yeah tom brady can hold out because he's got millions and millions of dollars to save he can sit out a whole year and it not affect him but when you have a 26 year old guy that's you know making 550 yes and or maybe his first year last year he made a million but after taxes he he might not be able to sit out he needs that next con that three-year contract for like 10 million you know, he can't hold out in a four. You have a lot of players, practice squad players that can't afford to be in a lockout. Yeah. So what happens is the owners know they have the power because 90% of these people uh, can't hold out for a whole year. So yeah. that's what happens. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think a lot will, will shake up after the first of the year now that we start approaching spring training, which is obviously impacts locally here and uh, as we're, we're in Scottsdale, Phoenix area. So It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, obviously, the ripple effect of a lockout hits so many different, you know, people, stages, whatever it is. So, hey, it'll be interesting. I think they'll come to an agreement. I I know they met just before the lockout started, and the meeting lasted, I think, all of six minutes. So, obviously, things weren't great then. But, I mean, the owners, lose, the owners don't want to lose money, and the players still want to get paid. They'll have to come to some sort of agreement. It, there's still there's still a lot of time until pitchers catchers report and spring training so i you know but now the big thing is is if it goes on too long then well there's a lot of free agents that haven't signed there's a lot of, i mean it, it there's a lot that, that that's going to get delayed and so it'll be interesting to see what happens but uh yeah time will tell yep. all right that, that wraps this episode up we'll see you after the new year make sure you download the Vookie app for for all your sports content Win some Lulu lemon. Actually, don't put it for Lululemon. That's for yeah, I already that, that that's one. for us too. Um, go get your Chipotle, your waste management tickets, and in September. Oh, September. Your uh, raffle ticket to uh, hang raffle. out and watch football with Scott and Alec for the day. Yeah, we're gonna put that on the. We're putting that on. We'll Ten thousand coins. <laughs> we'll tell Jazz a free day day watching with the sports with the boys. Yeah, we'll, we'll fly you out if you're not local. Yeah. And we'll call a taxi for you if you are local. Yeah, we'll get Because we're going to be drinking Nooners all day. <laughs> all right. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year.